You're listening to The Jay Barker Show on Tide 100.9 in Tuscaloosa. What I do. How much of your time was spent and how much was it invested in your goal? Can't do it unless you can overcome adversity because that's what makes great things great is the things that you had to overcome to accomplish them. We have about five choices in our life, and everybody has a choice as to what they want to do and how they want to do that. But if you're going to be excellent or elite, you got to do special things. You have to have special intensity. You have to have special focus. It doesn't matter what God-given ability that you have, but without the rest of it, I'm not sure you ever get excellent or elite. You have to have toughness. What does it take to break you? I don't care what circumstance you're faced with. What does it take to break your focus, to make you give in? You're tired or you don't feel like giving effort or finishing the play like you should? I'm not saying it's our goal to try to break you. It's just the way it is in football. It's going to be difficult if you're getting yourself ready to play at a high level. And just because you got beat on the last play, that can't affect the next play. That's breaking you. Your frustration is breaking you. What does it take to break you? We should help others. We should serve other people all the time. You cannot be a leader and affect other people if you're not willing to serve other people. Think of our lives as every day we should appreciate the opportunity that we have to accomplish and affect something. Earn this. Everybody made all these sacrifices for you to live. Go live a good life. Be a good father. Help other people. Accomplish something of significance. Make a difference. That would be my message to everybody here. Make a difference and help everybody's spirit in a positive way. God bless you and roll tight. Jay Barker led the Crimson Tide to a national championship in 1992, winner of the Johnny Unitas Golden Arm Award and a finalist for the Heisman Trophy, voted the SEC Player of the Year and was drafted by the Green Bay Packers, also seeing time with the New England Patriots and the Carolina Panthers. He is the winningest quarterback in Alabama history, 35-2-1, member of the Alabama Sports Hall of Fame. Jay Barker brings that same championship quality and football expertise to his own radio network and show. Joining him is Lars Anderson, New York Times best-selling author, 20-year veteran of Sports Illustrated, and professor at the University of Alabama. Live from the AVX studios in Birmingham, Alabama, The Jay Barker Show. Obviously, the big thing you want to do in practice each and every day is try to stack positive performance. I talked about that. So that focuses on improving, you know, every player, um, play better. And you know, the way you do that to me is you got to own up to your actions and decisions because, you know, that's how you learn how to correct, you know, every mistake, every bad decision that you make. And then you accumulate lessons learned, and those lessons learned help you perform you know, better every day, uh, execute, do your job better, uh, develop more confidence, and you know, so you're always playing better tomorrow, and that's, that's what you know, we've tried to focus on this week. This is a, a little bit of a difficult preparation. Uh, it's a little different you know, kind of offense and what we've been seeing, uh, and you know, our players really gotta stay focused to be able to do it uh, the right way and you know we're continuing to try to create the kind of balance we want on offense to be uh, explosive offensive team all right welcome in and uh, a little bit there from nick saban and his presser and uh, a lot to be said and we'll talk more about uh, some of his comments there a little bit later on as well and uh, coming up at 12 30 we got christian miller's gonna be joining us and at 1 30 andrew bone will be with us we'll talk recruiting with him alabama two big recruits out of texas 
they've gotten recently. We'll talk about that and get his thoughts on those two young players for the 2023 class. And uh, Speedster at wide receiver putting up big numbers. His junior year and already off to a great start. We'll dive into all that coming up here in just a little bit. We are presented by Top Golf of Birmingham. Don't forget you Top Golf with us pregame before UAB matchups or anything going on at Protective Stadium or just get down there with coworkers, family, and friends. You'll love it. It's the bowling of this generation, we call it, and the food, the drinks, the fun, Top Golf of Birmingham. Also driven by Sunny King Ford on the sunny side of the street. Go by and see Tony Russell and all the great folks there in Oxford, Aniston at Sunny King Ford. Also want to remind you, too, uh, one of our producers, Jonathan, uh, is off today, and um, he is actually being a part of the St. George 40th Annual Middle Eastern Food Festival. I told him I'd mention it and mention him, give him a shout-out. Again, the 40th Annual Middle Eastern Food Festival happening September 22nd, today through the 24th. Uh, online ordering and also curbside pickup or delivery, drive-through, walk-up, and outdoor seating as well. Always a lot of fun when they do these food festivals. It'll be going on all weekend long. Again, the 40th Annual Middle Eastern Food Festival at St. George Church, downtown Birmingham. All right, uh, a lot going on. Matt Coulter, hope you're doing well back at the studio. And, uh, man, another beautiful day, and it's going to cool off tomorrow. We'll be out tomorrow at Highland Park Golf Course for the Striker Strong Golf Tournament. Look forward to that, and we'll be broadcasting live. A lot of the former players will be football, baseball, gymnast, basketball guys will be there as well. So have a lot of fun and hopefully raise a ton of money for Striker Strong. But I hope you're having a good afternoon so far. Everything is just dandy, and uh, I do hope it cools off because uh, when I got up and walked out this morning, I said, oh, man, we're back in July. But mm-hmm. uh, all of the forecasters, including the one and only James Van, say we're going to cool off. And I think Saturday's supposed to be 82 without a cloud. So a great day in store this weekend for college football. So all is good here at AVX, Jay. How are you? Man, I'm doing well. And, yeah, tomorrow, I think when we start at tee off at 755, it's going to be like 63, 64 degrees. And then it's going to warm up to about, uh, it's set 81, but I looked at the hourly and I never saw it hit 81. It stayed kind of in the high 70s. So it should be a beautiful day, sunshine and uh, no rain. Robbie's been able to dial up those days every single tournament. So good good planning and timing on him and uh, the good Lord looking down from above as well. But how was your birthday? How was 65? Uh, it's awesome. You know, uh, I'm a very, very blessed man, Jay Barker, and uh, you're aware of that. And uh, you're part of that, as a matter of fact, uh, and I appreciate that. But I got to eat dinner with uh, all of my family, minus my sweet daughter, Jennifer, who's in Tyler, Texas. But I had an hour-long conversation with her last night. But And, and by the way, we went to Rock and Roll Sushi, one of our sponsors. Did you really? And, oh, that's great. Yeah, we, we had some wine and some sushi and just some unbelievable times and all three of my grandchildren were there, and you know how that. Well, you don't know how that is, but you will soon. And uh, just to be around them just electrifies you. It, it makes getting old more than tolerable. So thank you for asking, and, uh, yes, I am now on Medicare. Okay, that's out there. <laughs> I got you. I got you. Good stuff. Well, I'm glad you had a great birthday. Well, a lot to get into. Uh, Alabama, they uh, got Vanderbilt coming in this weekend, and I uh, thought it was interesting yesterday. Coach Saban asked a couple of questions, one about Vandy's offense, how do you defend them, and uh, he kind of got a little snarky with the reporter and said, you want me to tell you everything, kind of his you know thing. And then at the very end, um, we, we one of the reporters asked him about injury report. He's like, man, I, you know, can I not get through one of these? And then he went on to kind of tell the injury report. Uh, as well, but uh, also uh, they uh, asked him about DJ Dell. And if you saw his comments, DJ called Henry Toa Toa a genius. And uh, Coach Saban came back and said, uh, "Who said that?" The DJ Dell. He said, "I don't know if DJ Dell knows what a genius is." <laughs> and then he uh, apologized uh, for it. Said he's just true. kidding. 
But um, yeah, I thought that was some pretty good, pretty good fodder yesterday, back and forth with him, and uh, had him had him smiling, and uh, I, I think he feels good about where the team is right now as they head into this Vanderbilt weekend. And you know, Matt, we we talk a lot about Vanderbilt being you know at the low end of the total hole when it comes to the SEC, but they've really turned things around this year from what it was. The last two years have been dismal, and they started out with a two and zero start. They lost last week, but actually played a pretty good game. I went against Wake Forest, I think it was, and um, you know, you look at just offensively what they're doing in the passing game, a little bit of option look to them as well, that they got to have really good eyes and keep discipline there on the defense side of the football and being able to throw the ball down the field. I guess some Shepard, one of the receivers, really good receiver, big guy, gets down the field yeah. very quickly and really good guy to throw to the sidelines, get those one-on-one matchups. A lot of times we've seen not just Alabama's DBs might have trouble, but all DBs in college football, even in the NFL, especially with those back shoulder throws, really tough to defend. He's big time. Uh, he leads the SEC in receiving. Uh, and as you well know, this is not a bad conference for somebody. And by the way, uh, the guy that got him to a couple of their victories actually was pulled in the second half, I think this last Saturday, uh, Mike Wright. Uh, very dangerous with the football when he runs it. But he, uh, from what I'm looking at, he really just can't throw the ball. So, uh, But Vanny has a, a, another quarterback that can. So they're going to present um, their share of problems for Alabama. But, Jay, I, I hate beat Of all the teams in the SEC, I hate beating up on Vanderbilt more than anyone. Are you like that? No. I just feel I want Alabama to beat up on anybody. To say? <laughs> you no, I mean, well, good. first of all, they were, they, all right. they were good when we were there. I mean, I say good. They weren't bad. I mean, they, they pulled off some upsets, and they always played us close. They always got us early in the season where they were healthy and – they, the depth really wasn't an issue for them at that particular time. But, um, yeah, I mean, no, nah, I mean, Vanderbilt, you know, this one of those teams that can kind of sneak up on you because they're still SEC caliber players. And, you know, they're really um, usually efficient at what they do. They play smart football. They don't make a lot of mistakes. And, and that's the key. You, you keep games uh, close by having the offsides or having the 15 penalties in a game or turnovers that uh, shouldn't occur. So, uh, you you got to take this thing very, very seriously. And I know Nick Saban's getting ready for that in another night game. First one, Utah State was night. This will be a 6.30 kickoff for the Crimson Tide. So uh, I know the fans will be rowdy, and it should be a beautiful night uh, for college football and uh, Alabama kicking it off against Vandy again at 6.30. Yeah, I'm looking forward to that game. Also looking forward to see what Auburn brings out, Jay. Uh, do you have just a quick thought before we go to break? What are they going to do at quarterback, Jay? I think TJ will still be your guy. It just sounded that way from Harson over the last – Last game and and also through the week, um, they may they they may be saying that and they're going to go, um, you know, with Robbie Ashford. Uh, we'll just have to kind of sit back and, and, and watch and see what happens. Uh, I, I brought up the the point the other day um, with Henley saying, man, you know, if, if you're going to be the kind of team that they want to be, I think is to be able to run the ball, you know, play action pass off of that. The guy that gives them probably the best run game is Robbie, and then use Tank more than what was it you said last game nine times, seven times they ran him. Uh, or maybe Terry said that in his comments, but I think, it was, um, I think he said nine total. Yeah, I mean that's I mean that's crazy for that a guy up. like Tink Bigsby. Believe. Yeah, not to get you know you got to get that guy touches. It, it it can't just be through the run game. It's got to be through the screen game, uh, through the passes out of the backfield, things like that. But this can be a, a, a tough decision. I mean, Harson's uh, he's his seat is getting really really warm, and I mean warm, really warm. And fans are, are not uh, happy with kind of what they're seeing. And you could hear it from their frustration after the last game against Penn State where they just looked awful. And Penn State ran them, you know, pretty much out of the stadium. 
And uh, their freshman running back, you know, it came on big. They stuck to the run game, got some big plays off play action. The quarterback played efficient. They're just not getting that kind of efficiency out of their quarterback right now. But more importantly, you got to be able to run it. And if you can't run it, especially Auburn right now with the quarterback situation, then it, it, and look, I know you become somewhat one dimensional, but it's better than turnovers. They had two interceptions. It's better. Robbie did have the one touchdown, but it's better than, you know, going out there and, and not, you know, doing what you can do best, trying to do things that kind of out of character for you. And I think that's where Harson they get they got to find out who they are this week and uh, they better do it quickly. Uh, it's such a difficult situation for Harson because, you know, if he weren't under so much pressure, you could almost see him saying, all right, I'm going all in on Robbie Ashford. We're going to make him a better passer, you know, be, you know, hell or high water and, and let him play out the season. And then he almost play for next year, but he can't yeah. afford to do that. Jay Barker. I mean, he, he is can't. literally no. standing with his heels on the back of the end zone. So, uh, we'll see. I'm not even sure TJ has been cleared to play physically. So there's a lot of talk about Nick Calzada. And, uh, I, I got a feeling that, that, that uh, and, and that might Ashton's be the guy. I mean, he, he had, a, he had an injury yeah. that he was kind of working through and, um, you know, really could not get the velocity in the ball that he wanted and what the coaches wanted out of him. But, um, you know, he, he showed some moments, uh, at Texas A&M where he played really well. And if he, he might be the answer, the guy that can come in and, and make that happen for them. But, yeah, I think they've lost a lot of confidence in TJ. I think they're kind of gaining a little bit of confidence in Robbie. Maybe not as comfortable, but uh, I think uh, Auburn fans, if Calzada comes out and he is the starter and he doesn't produce, be a lot of people are going to be angry and uh, wonder why the, this quarterback position is not playing at a higher level than it is right now. All right, let's uh, take a quick break. We'll come back and uh, continue. we got at the bottom of the hour, Christian Miller's going to join us, former outside linebacker for the Crimson Tide, a little stint in the NFL, and uh, now sideline reporter for the Alabama Crimson Tide, also does the pregame show with Matt that you can hear on Tide 100.9 FM, our flagship station out of Tuscaloosa. All right, we'll be back. Stay with us. We're live from ABX Audio Video Excellence. You're listening to The Jay Barker Show, live from the AVX Studios in downtown Birmingham. The best sports talk in the state. Tide 100.9 and streaming on the Tide 100.9 app. Summer's over, but that joint pain is still there. It's time to do something. Hey, it's Gary Harris. I want you to call QC Kinetics right now. You've put it off long enough. It's time to get real loud. Air with the low at 59. Then very nice weather tomorrow and Saturday. A good supply of sunshine both days. The high tomorrow, 81. The high Saturday, 85. I'm James Spann on the ABC 3340 Weather Center on Tide 100.9. It's 94 degrees in Tuscaloosa. All right, welcome back in as we continue here live from AVX. Matt Coulter, Jay Barker. You're listening to Jay Barker Show all across the network. And uh, we appreciate you joining us here on this Thursday edition, getting ready for the matchup with Alabama. Vandy coming up this weekend. Matt, George has got an easy one. Uh, Kent State uh, coming up uh, on Saturday at 11 a.m. on the SEC Network. Uh, former uh, Coach Saban's alma mater. But uh, 
They they are three and zero right now, number one in the country in both polls, and uh, deservingly they should be. They they've been playing at that level, but uh, should be an easy weekend for them. Should be, but do a quick dive on um, Tennessee, Florida. I can't get a feel of it yet, but I'm leaning towards the big orange. Oh yeah, Tennessee's playing great right now. I mean, Florida, you know, I think for them they've got the talent. The quarterback has shown you know, a lot of great moments and, you know, that spin around that he did at the goal line to make that pass and fake those guys out was just uh, an amazing athletic move that he made. Um, you know, I, I think for them, it's just about consistency and playing at a, a better uh, level of, of understanding really what the coaches want out of them. I know we've heard from them talking about that throughout the, after the game and last week to some of the mistakes they made that they felt like they could have corrected and, and done a better job. And, this Tennessee team right now, Heupel's got them playing at a high level, Matt. I mean, they're throwing the ball. They're playing fast. Uh, they're being able to, you know, rack up yards. And you know, I think Tennessee fans right now are really happy what they're seeing out of Coach Heupel on this team. They just had not have a lot of success, well, period, over the last few years. But um, Florida always seems to have their number, too. Uh, and that dates back to the Spurrier era. Now, I'm very, very interested to see what Tennessee will be able to do and I was just going to look up the uh, – what do you think the point spread is? I don't pay much as much attention to that. Tennessee – is this right? Tennessee is a 10-and-a-half-point favorite. Jay, does that sound right? Probably because they're wow, at home and how, how many points they put up. Yeah, yeah, that's probably the biggest thing. Again, that's 2.30 on CBS, so the, kind of the primetime afternoon game there for the uh, Florida. Th- this used to be – such a great matchup, and it was a game that we all looked forward to early in the season, knowing that it was going to define who was going to be playing for the SEC title. Uh, it was, you know, Florida or Tennessee, and this game kind of decided that. And that was a, it was such a, a big match. It still is. I mean, it's still a big matchup, but uh, not like it was, you know, ten years ago, uh, or even less than that, to where you know it was. This game was mattered so much. But uh, Tennessee comes in ranked number eleven. Florida's twentieth. So it's going to be a great matchup, top twenty matchup. And Tennessee, again, to prove that uh, they are what everybody thinks they are. Jay, uh, two questions. Uh, how hard is it to play in Nayland Stadium when the crowd is, like when you were playing, is just really off the chain? And do a breakdown on AR as a quarterback. You know, I see all, and I read all of these reviews on him, that he is gifted like Cam Newton. And I just... I think athletically he may be. I don't think he's there yet. Of course, he doesn't have as much experience, but I don't see that yet. Do you, and how tough is it to play at UT? Yeah, it's tough to play. Um, I don't know if he's quite the size, you know. I mean, he, he doesn't look that big. Maybe he's bigger than, maybe just proportionally a little bit, you know, better off than, uh, than we think. Um, but great athlete, can run, can move around, make plays. Uh, he's most dangerous when he's on, on the move, uh, probably than he is when he's sitting in the pocket. But, um, you know, Tennessee was one of those teams where we, we beat them for eight straight years. Or well, we, we tied in 93, but for eight straight years, we came away with a tire win. And, you know, I, I think that streak once, it, when we, when 94, we got up there. 92, we played up there as well. And uh, we had, to, you know, had some moments there where things got a little bit tight, but we were able to pull away from Tennessee in, in both of those games. That was Peyton's first uh, year, his freshman year in 94. Uh, he came in and, um, gosh, I can't remember the guy he, he came in for that was the quarterback at that time. We were actually having a tougher time defensively against that quarterback who ended up transferring to Texas A&M. And I, I can't remember his name right now. But, 
Yeah, it was it, the crowd is 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 loud. It's a great atmosphere. I love playing there. And the, the time of year we played there was you know mid uh, third Saturday in October. So the leaves are changing. Is you know all the stuff that you think about going to play in Tennessee. It 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 was that and and much more. Um, one of my favorite places to ever play. The crowd though they'll they'll be in it and then they'll be out of it. Now it may have changed since they haven't had as much success. Over the last few years, they may be a little bit more rowdier, but they kind of reminded me at times of kind of like Alabama fans back in the 80s and 90s at times where, you know, they just kind of sat on their hands. They weren't really as as cheerful or as loud as that Brian Diddy Stadium gets now. And that's not just because of the number of people, but just the way that the fans kind of reacted or watched the games. Uh, it was more like a, a student in a, in a classroom at times uh, when you wanted them to be loud. So they just got to, Florida's got to come in, take them out, take, a, uh, take them out of the game. And uh, they do that by scoring early and first. Um, you know, having clean drives, no turnovers and no penalties. And if you get a, you know, a false start, they're going to get louder. Uh, that's just kind of how you got to handle the crowd. But, uh, I would think this Tennessee crowd is going to be ruckus all throughout this game being the number 11 team in the country. They, they've been waiting for this moment and this time for them. They've, it's been a long time since Tennessee has been even this relevant early in the year. Third Saturday in October used to be really, really special. I think it still is particularly for guys like me that are older, and I should probably save this question for the week that Alabama plays Tennessee. I'm going to ask you anyway. Did Gene, could you notice a difference Tennessee week in Gene Stallings? And I ask this because Stallings was a Coach Bryant protege, and Coach Bryant would rather eat a bowl of dirt than lose to Tennessee. So did you notice that, did that pass along to Gene Stallings, and could you notice it during the week of practice? Most definitely. And, you know, Mike DuBose, every Tennessee game was the one that did the breakdown and he would get up there and get very emotional about the game. And, and that week too, you know, all of the scout team guys put T's on their helmets and white tape. Uh, they wore the orange jerseys. They played Rocky top all the time outside in our locker room and in the weight room in the training room, it was playing and just, you know, going nuts. I mean, it, it, that coaching staff all were Bryant guys. They either played for him or coached under him except for, uh, Woody McCorvey, Danny Pierman, uh, who had come from Clemson, but they'd been under Danny Ford, who so they kind of had that that in their blood in a sense, the Alabama way, and it, it was just a different week. The Tennessee week, by far, I felt like that our coaching staff was more in tune uh, that week to the game as far as who it was, even more than Auburn uh, at times. Um, you know, Auburn was big. That was our two biggest matchups of the year, as far as for rivalry and pride and all that type of stuff. The University of Alabama. But um, Tennessee was like, we didn't do that with Auburn. Auburn, we didn't put, you know, Auburn stuff on. We didn't really do it up the way that they did. But, man, Tennessee week, it was a totally different week and something that, as a player, you never forget and you don't want to forget. And um, those moments and those wins uh, were very, very special. And they were special to the fans. Um, you know, I, I think the Tennessee-Alabama's is still a great rivalry. I think it's more of how much longer can we keep our thumb on top of them, how many more can we win in a row, row against them more than it was the competition at that time between the two schools because at that time they were excellent. Um, you know, they were a top 10 team every time we played them. And uh, Heath Shuler was a quarterback. He went on and uh, ended up, what, second? I think our third, I think it was second in the Heisman. Um, and, uh, you know, just some really great teams. We went up against great athletes that they recruit, recruited from all over the country. They were a national recruiter before most schools were recruiting on the national level, especially uh, in the SEC. All right, we got Christian Miller coming up next, former outside linebacker. For the Crimson Tide, he's going to join us. We'll get his breakdown 
from Alabama. Kind of get his thoughts from last week, kind of how they played 63-7. to Big win, but did he see some different things there on the sideline, doing the sideline reporting once again for this game against Vanderbilt coming up at 6.30 at Bryant-Denny Stadium. Stay with us. We're live from AVX. We'll be back. You're listening to The Jay Barker Show, live from the AVX studios in downtown Birmingham. One in seven men will face prostate cancer. Nearly 500 new cases are diagnosed every day in the U.S. Traditional treatments can cause erectile dysfunction and urinary incontinence. But now there's a new option, high-intensity focused ultrasound, or HIFU. Men who are really looking for an option that really preserves their urinary and sexual function are great candidates for HIFU treatment. Preserve your quality of life. Call 866-4-VITURO or visit VITUROHealth.com. Hi, it's Jay Barker for AVX, Audio Video Excellence. They are the premier provider for custom audiovisual design and installation in the Southeast. AVX seeks excellence in everything it does, including a superior employee experience. AVX offers employees an industry-leading salary, insurance benefits, and 401k options. AVX technicians also receive the highest level of certification and continue training, making it one of the most awarded and decorated companies in the industry. Career opportunities are available now for technicians in Birmingham and Santa Rosa Beach, Florida. Join the AVX team by contacting them at avxinc.com. Gary Burley here for Williford Chiropractic and Wellness. As a 10-year National Football League veteran, you can imagine my surprise being diagnosed with cancer and starting chemotherapy treatment back in 2014. I suffered from a lot of pain and offered up prayer during those days as I made it into remission. But I developed neuropathy. Anyone that suffers from this condition knows the pain is excruciating, nerve numbness and tingling along the tissue that won't heal. I tried everything for relief, folks, until my wife suggested I call Dr. Williford of Williford Chiropractic and wellness. I called at 205-909-7373 and scheduled an appointment. After three treatments, I began experiencing relief that I haven't had in years. If you're suffering from neuropathy, I suggest you reach out to Dr. Williford and his great staff at WilfordChiropracticAndWellness.com. Williford Chiropractic and Wellness. Give them a call at 205-909-7373. Balance your brain. Balance your life. Hi, it's Jay Barker. I want to tell you about my good friends Craig and Keith at Birmingham Broker. Go online at bhambroker.com. That's bhambroker.com or 205-716-1269. Got seven kids, man, and we had to sell a lot of cars. And these guys are looking for a lot of inventory. They helped us with all the hassle. No stress for us. They did the process as far as the sales and everything. Handled it all the way through. White glove type service. You'll love it. Again, it's bhambroker.com. Sell your car through bhambroker.com or 205 716 Hi, it's Jay Barker for Siebel's in downtown Homewood, and now's the time to get your special place ready. Come in and let Siebel's design your porch with Kingsley Bait Outdoor Furniture and one of their custom swinging beds. For the great room, you're going to need their Carson Swivel Recliner. Siebel's is the number one Carson Recliner dealer in the country, and Sarah and I, we've got one, and we absolutely love it. Be sure also to check out their famous custom-made beds and bunk beds built by Siebel's and made up with some of their best linens in town. Their staff can truly put your bed together like no other store. You can also follow Siebel's and shop on Instagram and Facebook. And be sure to call or go by their special store in downtown Homewood. The number is 800-448-1962. That's 800-448-1962. And just for listening, go to Siebel'sCottage.com and order anything you want and type in Jay Barker for a special discount code. That's Jay Barker for a special discount code available only to our listeners for a limited time on The Jay Barker Show. Siebel's in downtown Homewood or online at Siebel'sCottage.com. 
It's Antonio Langham here to tell you about the easiest way to buy your tickets to your next high school game. Have you ever had to wait in line to buy a high school ticket or stop to get cash on the way to the game? There has to be a better way. There is. It's called GoFan. Check out GoFan.co the next time you need a ticket for your high school game. GoFan is easy, fast, and completely secure. You can buy tickets directly from your phone and just show the ticket at the gate. Download the GoFan app or visit GoFan.co now. That's GoFan.letterC letter O. Again, 6.30 uh, Saturday night uh, coming up, uh, Vanderbilt at Alabama. Alabama trying to get uh, the 4-0 start, number two in the country, and to get their 23rd consecutive win over the Vanderbilt Commodores. We're going to break it down now with Christian Miller, who's now been the sideline reporter for the Crimson Tide last week again for this week as well, and uh, been a great guest on our show, and uh, always great to have you on, Christian. Thanks for being with us. Of course. How y'all doing? Man, doing well, doing well. I can't believe it's already Thursday. Weeks flying by. First of all, tell us about the sideline reporting. How was that? Man, it was great. It was a great opportunity, and uh, I'm so glad that they asked me to do it because I had a blast doing it. And um, from what I've received, everything went well, and a lot of people enjoyed it. So they asked me to come back again this week. So um, I'll be back on the sidelines doing some reporting um, for the radio broadcast uh, for the Vanderbilt game. So if anybody's listening in, I'm looking forward to being back with you guys. Talk about what you try to do in those moments, because I saw you a couple times on TV. By the way, you look like you still play. Um, and <laughs> you like you were creeping up toward the coaches and trying to hear what was going on. Kind of what, What's that responsibility for you and, and kind of what they told you? Or is it more just you trying to figure it out as you go, but uh, just trying to get as much intel as possible? Yeah, so it, it's kind of interesting. So I'm basically trying to offer my perspectives from what I'm seeing down on the field. And um, I have to, you know, lock in and pay attention to the plays closely so I can try to diagnose them the best I can. But I also, like you mentioned, you know, try to try to see if I can kind of uh, get some perspective from the coaches or the players. And uh, obviously, you know, not nothing too extensive where I'm giving stuff away, but just, you know, to offer some tidbits on what they might be seeing or expecting. So um, it's definitely a fun little gig, and uh, I enjoy doing it a lot. Well, you're pretty darn good at it, and that's why they ask you back. So that's uh, that's all well and good. <laughs> By the way, uh, quick plug for the those that in Tuscaloosa that listen to Tide and Bear. Uh, Christian DC, who does mornings over there with Steve Shannon and myself, do a pre pregame show, if you will, the Tide Tailgate Show, and uh, we will air from 12:30 until 3:30, leading up to the Crimson Tide Sports Network, which once again, Christian will be a part of that. You're a busy guy on Saturday, but want everybody to tune in. Uh, be very, very honest with you. Put three guys together in a restaurant on the strip, having really not even known each other beforehand. Uh, the show has remarkable chemistry, and uh, a lot of that just swirls around Christian Miller. Okay, that being said, uh, where does Alabama need to improve defensively? Well, well, first of all, thanks for that uh, that great introduction about our show. I, I really enjoyed doing that, and I've learned so much from both you and DC. So thank you all for everything that you all have uh, taught me, even though we've only done it a few weeks. I've learned 
um, a tremendous amount. But uh, in terms of the Alabama defense, um, you know, I was saying I, I felt like they've been playing well. I thought uh, this past week they did a good job. Of, they ran some more blitzes, and uh, they executed them very well. I mean, obviously it was against ULM, but, um, you know, that was an improvement. Um, but it definitely looked more physical this week, so I thought that was a good sign. Um, they, they finally forced a turnover with Will Anderson's interception for a touchdown. Um, I know one thing about when I played, you know, we always, uh, you know, preached about turnovers and how important turnover, the turnover battle, the turnover battle is, um, whether that's, you know, not having them on offense and forcing them on defense. Um, I think those will come along the way, but I would really emphasize turnovers because again, when you get into to playing these SEC opponents and these, these tougher opponents where they're going to be closer games, it's going to be very important that you're forcing turnovers and, and taking points away from the other team's offense, giving the ball to your offense, letting them score points. So, you know, I, I would say, you know, just continue to, to play physical, uh, just keep executing, doing your job, and, um, you know, force more turnovers. Former Alabama outside linebacker Christian Miller joining us here on the Jay Barker Show with Matt Coulter, Jay Barker. And, uh, Christian, as far as you were talking about Will Anderson, the interception, he's so athletic. Just You played that position. Talk about the things that you see in him and uh, the way that he plays the game. Well, I think what makes him so special is he just reminds you of, a, of an old-school player. I mean, if you, if you look at him, I mean, he, he's, he's just like a crash course dummy. I mean, he just runs through everything. He's not afraid of contact, and he just he's disruptive. He's physical, and he likes to just blow stuff up. That's why you see him make so many tackles for losses and um, so much uh, pressure on the quarterback. You know, it's interesting. If you watch him you know, as a pass rusher myself, um, he's still working on his pass rush game. And, and really, he's just really using his strength and athleticism to just get to the quarterback. And that's one thing I always, I always have said about him is that once he develops more pass rush moves and more of a counter move and, and really refines his pass rush game, he's going to be even better as a player. Um, but overall, he can just do everything that you need him to do. And, you know, he's a force in the run game. He affects the quarterback great. And, and he's even athletic enough to drop in coverage when they ask him to. And then you, you saw that on display. I mean, it was a tip ball, but he high-pointed the football. He went after it, and he got it. Had nice stiff arm and ran it in. So overall, man, just a, a complete player. And not to mention he's a great leader. So a, a great athlete overall. Christian, what were some of the moves you used as an edge rusher? And what does Will Anderson possess that maybe just not a lot of edge rushers do? So I, my favorite move, my go-to move, is called a stab club. But basically, you know, you're, you're selling speed. You're, you're throwing that stab with your, your inside hand to set the feet of the tackle to get him to brace, get him to shoot his hands. Once he gives you his hands, it's followed by a club and a grip to clear him. Um, I'm getting real technical, but sorry, this is all, this is what I've done my whole life. <laughs> I can walk right, I can walk you guys right through it. But <clears throat> I think with him, he's uh, he's he's definitely more of a he. He loves just to go power because he's just he's so fast and strong. And uh, in terms of you know speaking technically, I, I get if I always. Um, say I, I feel like his his move to go to would be a great move would be a long arm, and because he he would have that set up so well because he scares people with his speed and he's so strong that he only needs one arm to use that power move. Sometimes when you go to power as a rusher and you give them both hands or both your arms, you're giving up both your shoulders, which allows tackles to grab you. So if you're not strong enough to get enough push, you're basically just in a tug of war match. Versus when you can rush with this that long arm and just use one arm, you keep your outside arm free. And you have a lot more uh, counters off of that. So um, that, that that would be my challenge to him is to look for that, to start using more of that long arm technique. I see Braswell use it, and I think Will could definitely benefit from using it. 
Let's talk about Vanderbilt. Uh, they got them at six third coming up Saturday night, and a, a team that's three and one uh, had a great start uh, to their season, and um, you know a, a team right now that they, they would love nothing more. I mean, out this will be twenty third consecutive if Alabama wins. Uh, coming up on Saturday night, but uh, scoring what at 42 points a game, I think it is, and uh, mm-hmm. also got 14 starters back. I don't know how much you've had a chance to see them, but kind of give us your breakdown of Vanderbilt and what some issues or, or problems they might could cause for Alabama. Yeah, I think the biggest thing I've, I've noticed with them is I think they use somewhat of like a two quarterback system, and uh, one's more of a traditional, and one might be a little more of the athletic style. If I, I could be wrong, but that's kind of what it looked like from the little amount that I've seen. Um, that would be my biggest thing that I would probably prep for um it's always interesting as a defense you know you normally prep for one guy and you kind of get to know that that guy as a player um my example would be if you listen to what georgia said when we played them uh, i believe it was the sec championship when tua got hurt and Jalen came in they were saying they had only prepared for tua they, they didn't necessarily game plan for someone like Jalen, who's a much different style of quarterback and you know, you saw how that affected them. I mean, they had a hard time stopping Jalen, you know, obviously just because he's a great player as well, but it was just such a, a difference uh, in play style between the two. Um, so if I'm Alabama, I would just make sure I'm preparing for both of those guys, which I know they'll do. I'm sure they'll have a scout team quarterback over there that resembles each guy um, um, to the best of their ability. And uh, that that's what I would prepare for. But at the end of the day, you know, it's, um, it's another football game. It is the first SEC game, so, you know, Got to be ready for that, but I think Alabama just needs to focus on themselves and do their job and, and execute it well, and I think they'll be just fine. Christian Miller, former Alabama outside linebacker, is our guest. Of course, he's with uh, the Tide Tailgate Show and with the Crimson Tide Sports Network. Listen to him this Saturday. Outside of Tuscaloosa uh, and in the SEC and even nationally, Christian, who has impressed you? You know, I've been pretty impressed with Tennessee. I think they have the game day this weekend. Um, so I think a lot of people are pretty impressed with them. But um, they've, they've looked pretty solid. Um, obviously, I mean, I, the first team I thought of, I kind of wanted to be different, but the first team I thought of really was Georgia. Uh, I don't know if it's, you know, obviously I think it's expected. But, you know, just watching them right now, I think, you know, a lot of people were, you know, concerned with how their defense might be after losing so many guys. And um, I think they've just gone to show you that they, they have a lot of talent. And, uh, you know, they have, they have their little recipe going over there. Obviously, their recipe has a lot of the same or similar ingredients to Alabama for, you know, certain reasons. They have very familiar faces over there, but it looks like they've kind of got, got their stuff going and, um, you know, they're, they're putting it into place. So I think those guys are definitely, uh, someone to watch. And, uh, I think, you know, we'll probably be seeing them, you know, in the postseason at some point. Yeah. I, I think the biggest thing, Christian, is that, you know, we, we've seen Alabama have success and lose a ton of guys to the NFL or guys that didn't come back, uh, for, you know, for the senior season and, you know, or transferred out. And yet they reload and they do it through the transfer portal now, but they've done it for years just through recruiting. And that's really how, how Kirby's done it this year. I mean, it really wasn't through the mm-hmm. transfer portal at all. It's been through the recruits that they brought in and developed. Um, there really hasn't been another team that's been able to sustain that type of success. Uh, Clemson had it for a second, but they, you know, they kind of faltered off a little bit. But uh, talk about that as far as just – that ability to reload like that because we haven't seen it other than Alabama really with a lot of teams. Yeah, and that just goes to show you how important your foundation is. I mean, if you look at Alabama, it's a it's a great example. It's just Coach Saban's foundation here is is you know one of a kind. Um, like you mentioned, even before the transfer portal, he was able you know to recruit so well that he brings in these good recruits. But it's not just about them and their talent; it's about his ability to develop these guys and. 
prepare them to play when they need to play. Um, and I think that's what you're starting to see over at Georgia. It's a similar situation. You know, again, you have familiar faces, so I'm sure their recipe has some similar ingredients as us. But, um, you know, they're just doing a good job of reloading and, and getting these kids in their program and getting them to buy in. You know, that, that that's the most important thing. You have to have these guys buying in to, to, to what you're doing at your program and, and, and develop them. That way, when it is their time, they can go out there and they can play to your standard and um, again, you see it from, from Alabama, you see it from Georgia, you saw a little bit at Clemson, but that's truly what separates the, the, the great programs, you know, from the good programs is that ability to reload and, and to force your standard upon those guys that you're bringing in and keep it going year in and year out. Christian, there are 58 guys in, in, in the NFL right now from Alabama, really 59 if you count Jalen, uh, who ended up, you know, going to mm-hmm. Oklahoma, but as far as the development to become an NFL player, and, and I mean, Saban has done it. We've seen it there. I mean, what, what does he do differently, do you think? And I know that you probably have, maybe you've talked to other guys at other schools or just kind of mm-hmm. seen certain things. But, um, you know, number one, he recruits great talent. We know that. But is there mm-hmm. certain things he does to help guys prepare, get ready for the NFL in a way that maybe is different than other coaches? I just honestly think it's just the way that we're trained and prepared and, and, and really just, I mean, if you think about it, our defense is complex. I mean, I'll be honest, uh, when I got to Carolina, my defense was probably uh, way easier than, than the Alabama defense was to learn. I mean, and I'm not just saying that, it really was. Um, so I think it just prepares you. Alabama just does a good job preparing you um, just to be, you know, just football smart. You know, you learn so much more than, you know, just going out there and just, you know, just doing like small things. I mean, you're, you're learning like the building blocks of football and why things need to be done a certain way and how they need to be done. Like that, that's how much detail that we, uh, you know, we, we pay attention to at Alabama. So I think little things like those, plus when you're competing against guys that, are, you know, I mean, literally every day at practice, you're competing against several future first round picks second-round picks, third-round picks, whatever. I mean, everybody you're competing against is NFL caliber. I mean, I can't tell you any guys I watched on Sunday that I played with, and it's just like, it's, it's just crazy to think. I'm like, now I remember when he was a freshman. I remember when this guy was like, and just seeing the success these guys are having, it just goes to show you just how much talent Alabama truly has had over the years. So overall, this Coach Saban does a great job getting you ready for the league and just by just, again, really just really teaching you the basics in, the, in everything about football overall. Again, you can hear Christian Miller coming up on the game day Tide Tailgate Show on Tide 100.9 FM. And uh, also, he'll be on the sidelines. Tide Reporter again this week for Alabama Vandy coming up at 630 in Bryant Denny Stadium. Hey, tell everybody, how can they connect to you on social media? Yeah, so um, on Instagram, it's at VCMill, C-H-E-C-M-I-L-L. Twitter is at Christian, M-I-L-L-R, so my last name with no E. And, uh, yeah, I'll start trying to put out some more, you know, sports content now that I'm doing the broadcast and stuff. But, yeah, I'd love to. Have you guys follow me and uh, keep up with me. Appreciate you guys having me today. Man, no doubt. We, we love Absolutely. it. Good, great job as always. Christian, thank you. Thank you all so much. All right. Christian Miller, outside linebacker for the Crimson Tide NFL, and now back on the sideline. Sideline reporter for the CTSN uh, coming up at 630. That Vanderbilt, Alabama will continue to break it down. And coming up at 130, Andrew Bone will talk recruiting. Some big recruits for the Crimson Tide for that 2023, uh, 2023 class that Saban's gotten this week. We'll talk about those and much more. Stay with us. We're live from ABX. You're listening to The Jay Barker Show, live from the AVX Studios in downtown Birmingham. Want to know what's going on with the Crimson Tide? Download the Tide 100.9 app today. Score! Tide 100.9 FM. 
you ever wanted to be inside Bryant Denny in the middle of the field, sitting in the lower bowl, watching your beloved Alabama Here with the low at 59, then very nice weather tomorrow and Saturday. A good supply of sunshine both days. A high tomorrow, 81. The high Saturday, 85. I'm James Spann on the ABC 3340 Weather Center on Tide 100.9. It's 94 degrees in Tuscaloosa. how D.G. Dale really could recognize a genius, but I, I, I get it. Um, <laughs> D.J.'s a good guy. I don't mean it that way, but I was just kidding. Um, you know, Henry's just a really instinctive, smart football player, but he does a really good job of uh, preparing for games, and I think Pete does a really good job with the linebackers understanding, you know, how they fit relative to, you know, whatever the call is. And um, Henry is one of those guys that, you know, he gets it. He sees it almost like a coach. Uh, he's a great communicator. So I think because he makes calls up front, that really makes the, the, the other part of the front seven feel more comfortable and confident in what they're doing and how, how we can execute together as a group. Coach Saban there talking to his press secretary yesterday after the practice and uh, talking about uh, DJ Dell and his comments about Henry Tolotoa saying that he was a man. He said he's a genius and can see everything. And uh, Coach Saban kind of making fun of that a little bit, but uh, good stuff there. Uh, some UAB basketball announcement. Pretty cool uh, for Andy Kennedy and his team and for UAB basketball fans out there. UAB basketball in Mississippi State set to play in the Barstool Sports inaugural sports invitation. It's going to be happening uh, at a uh, place on November the 11th at the Wells Fargo Center in Philadelphia and feature a two-game slate. So they said the brand will take care of everything from providing announcers, selling tickets to staging a halftime show. President Dave Portnoy uh, said that uh, in a video, uh, said Barstool has long uh, operated university-specific social media accounts, but in the last year it's made an investment in college sports unlike ever before. So getting into some of these uh, preseason matchups, games like this uh, to feature uh, these uh, college athletes. But uh, Pretty great, great news there for Andy Kennedy, Matt. Yeah, and uh, you know how much I love UAB basketball, and how well, I like UAB sports. Period. But I traveled the basketball team during the Mike Anderson era and Murray Bartow, and it was just fabulous. And love to see him going to places like this. Uh, Philadelphia is a really, really good basketball city. Not a lot of people think about that, but it really is. And that's not just because I'm a 76ers fan, which I am. But uh, that'll be a great tournament. Uh, I think, uh, and I'm going to have to rely on what uh, what Josh sent us. Akron plays Mississippi State, and then UAB plays. Uh, I'll have to look it up. I can't do that and talk at the same time because I'm old. But uh, happy to hear that. And uh, Jay, not to you know get into it too much. I mean, it's it's a football week, but I'm really looking forward to basketball. And and you mentioned Andy Kennedy. I think he's doing a superb job uh, down on the south side. And uh, we know what you're going to get from Bruce Pearl. I mean, that is a top 20 team every year now. And, um, you know, although Alabama has had some changes 
Um, I think we are uh, always curious to see what Nate Oates is going to put on the floor over there at Memorial Coliseum. So, hey, I don't mind taking a quick detour and talking some hoops. Yeah, good stuff. UAB versus Toledo, Mississippi State versus Akron yeah. is going to be the matchups in that uh, particular tournament. Also, we get back. Uh, Andrew Bones going to be joining us next hour at 1.30, so stay tuned for that. Some recruiting news for the Crimson Tide. Jalen Hill, uh, the second big-time Texas prospect to commit to Alabama this week, made his announcement uh, yesterday. And a four-star wide receiver, ranked number 55 overall by 24-7 sports composite rankings. He is six foot two, around 175, 80, 85 pounds somewhere in there. resides in Longview, Texas. But uh, really good comments from him, too, about Coach Saban and his recruitment. So we'll uh, update you on all that coming up at the bottom of next hour and hour number two. Uh, a lot more to get into as far as some of the SEC matchups. And, again, we'll continue to talk about Alabama and Vandy coming up 630 Saturday night in Bryant-Denny Stadium. All right, stay with us. Hour number two coming up next. Hi, this is Wes McClooney, owner of the New Balance Birmingham store. Achieving your personal best often comes down to how you feel. And when it comes to the right shoes, nothing feels better than New Balance. The fit specialists at the New Balance Birmingham store conduct an in-depth analysis of your foot size, shape, and gait, determining the best New Balance shoes for you. Experience the difference of custom fit today at the New Balance Birmingham store on Highway 280 next to Chick-fil-A. New Balance Birmingham. Your feet will thank you. One in seven men will face prostate cancer. Nearly 500 new cases are diagnosed every day in the U.S. Traditional treatments can cause erectile dysfunction and urinary incontinence. But now there's a new option. High-intensity focused ultrasound or HIFU. Men who are really looking for an option that really preserves their urinary and sexual function are great candidates for HIFU treatment. Preserve your quality of life. Call 866-4-VITURO or visit VITUROHEALTH.COM. I'm excited to tell you about our newest sponsor here on the Jay Barker Radio Network. They pioneered the Chicken Finger Box and the Chicken Finger Restaurant. That's Guthrie's. Guthrie's recipes and processes are often imitated but never duplicated. Look, their sauce is probably the most copied sauce of all sauces all time. And I've known this family since my days down in Tuscaloosa and they came over. And man, I tell you, it's nostalgic even today to see my kids going to that same Guthrie's. And great family. Do so much for the community, but more importantly, provide the best when it comes to chicken fingers. Get out to Guthrie's today. I want to tell you about my good friends at Southern Assurance Group. Hi, it's Jay Barker, and look, Ken Needham has done a terrific job. Local company, 205-980-1505 is their number. That's 980-1505. Again, local, you can speak with the same team every time you give them a call. Full line of products from Auto Home, Boat Life. You'll trust them. They have a great uh, deal as far as the relationships they build with their customers and 20 years with the same company and industry. Custom approach for your insurance needs. Give them a call, 980-1505. That is Southern Assurance Group. Hi. Jay Barker. I want to tell you about my good friends Craig and Keith at Birmingham Broker. Go online at bhambroker.com. That's bhambroker.com or 205-716-1269. Got seven kids, man, and we had to sell a lot of cars. And these guys are looking for a lot of inventory. They helped us with all the hassle. No stress for us. They did the process as far as the sales and everything. Handled it all the way through. White glove type service. You'll love it. Again, it's bhambroker.com. Sell your car through bhambroker.com or 205-716-1269. 
888-5269. Whether it's for lunch or dinner, head out to the Cajun Steamer. It's a New Orleans-style joint that serves authentic Cajun and Creole food, cold beer, and great drinks. They are known for their wide array of Cajun classics and original creations prepared in an authentic fashion. This Louisiana kitchen can have you slapping the table for more. Stop by the Cajun Steamer and sign up for your Alabama, LSU, or Auburn fan card. Eat with the Cajun Steamer while your team is on TV and use your fan card to receive a 15% discount on your entire meal. With locations in Hoover, Trustful, Huntsville, and Franklin, Tennessee, they've got you covered. Head out today to the Cajun Steamer. It's Antonio Langham here to tell you about the easiest way to buy your tickets to your next high school game. Have you ever had to wait in line to buy a high school ticket or stop to get cash on the way to the game? There has to be a better way. There is. It's called GoFan. Check out GoFan.co the next time you need a ticket for your high school game. GoFan is easy, fast, and completely secure. You can buy tickets directly from your phone and just show the ticket at the gate. Download the GoFan app or visit GoFan.co now. That's GoFan.letter C, letter O. Birmingham's best Mexican restaurant for over 20 years and counting. That's La Paz Restaurant in Crestline Village and Mount Laurel. They've got a great staff. It's delicious menu, award-winning cheese dip, and margaritas and vibrant atmosphere have helped to make La Paz a local favorite. Blue corn nachos, Texas barbecue quesadillas, steak and blue quesadillas, Baja fish tacos, signature fajitas, and much, much more. So head over to La Paz today. If you want a great lunch or a great dinner, you'll find all that at La Paz, Crestline, and Mount Laurel for lunch or dinner. WTUG HD2 Northport and W265CG Tuscaloosa. Tide 100.9 and streaming on the Tide 100.9 app. Who you are is more important than what you do. The only way that you're going to have any kind of success in your life, you have to buy into a process of what it takes to reach a goal. How can I be the best I can be at what I do? How much of your time was spent and how much was it invested in your goal? Can't do it unless you can overcome adversity because that's what makes great things great is the things that you had to overcome to accomplish them. We have about five choices in our life, and everybody has a choice as to what they want to do and how they want to do that. But if you're going to be excellent or elite, you got to do special things. You have to have special intensity. You have to have special focus. It doesn't matter what God-given ability that you have, but without the rest of it, I'm not sure you ever get excellent or elite. You have to have toughness. What does it take to break you? I don't care what circumstance you're faced with. What does it take to break your focus, to make you give in, you're tired, or you don't feel like giving effort or finishing the play like you should? I'm not saying it's our goal to try to break you. It's just the way it is in football. It's going to be difficult because you're getting yourself ready to play at a high level. And just because you got beat on the last play, that can't affect the next play. That's breaking you. Your frustration is breaking you. What does it take to break you? We should help others. We should serve other people all the time. You cannot be a leader and affect other people if you're not willing to serve other people. Think of our lives as every day we should appreciate the opportunity that we have to accomplish and affect something. Earn this. Everybody made all these sacrifices for you to live. Go live a good life. Be a good father. Help other people. Accomplish something of significance. Make a difference. That would be my message to everybody here. Make a difference and help everybody's spirit in a positive way. God bless you and roll tight. Jay Barker led the Crimson Tide to a national championship in 1992. Winner of the Johnny Unitas Golden Arm Award and a finalist for the Heisman Trophy. Voted the SEC Player of the Year and was drafted by the Green Bay Packers. Also seeing time with the New England Patriots and the Carolina Panthers. He is the winningest quarterback in Alabama history. 35-2-1. Member of the Alabama Sports Hall of Fame. 
Jay Barker brings that same championship quality and football expertise to his own radio network and show. Joining him is Lars Anderson, New York Times bestselling author, 20-year veteran of Sports Illustrated, and professor at the University of Alabama. Live from the AVX Studios in Birmingham, Alabama, The Jay Barker Show. newspaper because it's garbage and the editor that let it come out is garbage attacking an amateur athlete for doing everything right and then you want to write articles about guys that don't do things right and downgrade them the ones that do make plays are you kidding me where are we at in society today come after me i'm a man i'm 40 i'm not a, i'm not a kid Write something about me. Hi, welcome back in. That's 15 years ago, Mike Gundy. And uh, he said he's 40, so we know he's 55 now. We'll be able to keep up with his age from here on out and the anniversary of that uh, comment uh, that he had about a reporter writing about his quarterback and uh, talking about uh, things and uh, pretty, pretty uh, awesome there. Back 15 years ago, I can't believe it's been 15 years, Matt, since that comment. Me either. Uh, I'm trying to remember if uh, my memory's not what it was. but We may have been doing a show together at that time. But I do remember, I always liked Mike Gundy because I like Kale Gundy. And, and you know, they're brothers. And Kale was at yeah. UAB. He was a tremendous quarterback. Uh, and I had a lot of respect for Kale. So, it, it you know, it went over to the, uh, to the brother side. But when he did that and he said that, and he called the paper out and the editor. I went, man, I like him even more. Did you like that? I, I don't know. I loved it. Oh, it, yeah. It put him on a different level. I just said, way to go. Speak your mind. It worked for me. Yeah, it was great. And and I thought, too, that I mean, probably his, his team thought, man, our coach stands up for us. You know, no matter who it is, he's going to, you know, make sure that things aren't written or said. Because what was said in the article was that the coaching staff said he was afraid. Uh, that there was there was another comment that he brought up in that in that whole kind of tirade, but um, I mean he looked at the reporter the entire time and said, "Who's childish here? You know, who's childish or who's who's the, I'm sorry, who, who's the kid or whatever uh, he used." But uh, he used the word childish recently. I want to dive into that here in just one second. Oklahoma State and Oklahoma have ended bedlam. Uh, so uh, we'll talk about that rivalry but real quick. We're presented by Top Golf of Birmingham. Get out there. You'll absolutely love it. The food, the drinks, the fun, whether it's with coworkers, family, or friends, it's the bowling of this generation. A lot of fun at Top Golf of Birmingham. We're also driven by Sonny King Ford on the sunny side of the street. Go see Tony Russell and all the great folks there at Sonny King Ford. Athletic directors from both schools, Matt, said, uh, told the Action Network on Monday that the series officially will be ending when Oklahoma departs for the SEC. It says we don't have any openings to play them. According to uh, Oklahoma State Athletic Director Chad uh, Weiberg, uh, we're full unless there are significant undertakings to make the game happen. It can't happen. Uh, Oklahoma State has shown no interest to schedule any future games in football, so we're moving on. That came from uh, the, the uh, athletic director for the Oklahoma State. Uh, on Tuesday, Gundy told reporters at Cowboys practice that while he likes uh, the athletic director, he said we've got to quit beating around the bush and call it the way it is. Bedlam is history. We all know that. We've known that, Gundy said, because OU chose to follow Texas and the money to the SEC. It's okay. So now we're having what I think are childish discussions, and in my opinion, over something that's done. I would like to make this the last statement I have 
because I have no hard feelings. But what's going on now is almost a situation with a husband and a wife or a girlfriend and a boyfriend when you know you're dead wrong and you try to turn the table and make them think that you're wrong when Oklahoma State has no part in this. So uh, Bedlam is done for now. We'll see whether or not they can recapture that maybe down the road. But I hate it for the fans. I mean, I think that's that's an important game uh, in state rivals, Oklahoma and Oklahoma State. Jay, unfortunately, as as we expand and grow and borrow from one conference to put in another, this is going to happen. And uh, I'm not calling it anytime soon, but good grief. You just stop and think what it would be like if Alabama didn't play Auburn. Uh, mm-hmm. Now, in this state, that's just unthinkable. Um, but, I mean, that's the second longest continuous, continuously played rivalry in all college football. And, man, when it's a, a part of, when that history dies, uh, I think a little bit of the game, and I'm, I, I guess I'm going to sound like I'm really, really going over the top of this. I hate this. I hate it when we lose these rivalries. It's just, uh, it, it takes a little bit away from the game, uh, in, in my opinion. Um, I think that, uh, once again, Gundy stepped up to the mic and, and spoke the truth. But, Jay, do you really believe there's no place on these schools' schedule to play each other? Uh, the, the AD from Oklahoma told ESPN later, he said that Oklahoma has slightly more non-conference scheduling flexibility than Oklahoma State, but he hasn't given up entirely on the future Bedlam series. He went on to say, I think it will come back at some point in the 2030s. So uh, that seems a long way off. It'll be here before we know it. But um, that is uh, yeah. that's amazing. I, I hate the fact that they're, they're losing that. I, th- I mean, to me, it's more about the fans and about that experience, and and plus just being able to play a, a top-tier team. I mean, Oklahoma and Oklahoma State are both going to be uh, teams that, you know, you're, you're going to get a lot of points from the uh, playoff committee for playing games like that, even if they're now out of conference. But uh, I hate when anytime rivalries like that are, are done away with or, or put on hold for a period of time. Hey, talking about uh, Auburn, Auburn quarterback Zach Calzada uh, will schedule surgery on his non-throwing surgery. Uh, shoulder, excuse me, uh, apply for a medical redshirt and miss the remainder of the season. So uh, that's some breaking news out of Auburn and uh, coming from on three sports. But um, yeah, that, that we talked about him, maybe a possibility that they might use him in this, this game coming up. And uh, that will not be the case. He will take a medical redshirt, sit out and then be back. You know, the, the immediate question to me is, uh, wow, what are they going to do now? Uh, because uh, neither Robbie Ashford or T.J. Finley has shown the ability, or you know, they they are two and one. So I, you shouldn't. I guess I shouldn't go way overboard on this, but they don't look like they can lead this team to a lot of victories, especially in a conference like the SEC. But I always wonder, Jay, when I read a story like that, why didn't he get it back in the spring? I mean, if it was that bad, I don't know. Did he re-injure it? Did he hurt it? You know, it. It just wasn't getting well, so they decided, well, we're going to, you know, put him under the knife. Um, it just seems very ill. Uh, it seems an oddly timed release. Um, and what's he going to, I don't know. I thought he was, I, I actually thought he was going to play this weekend versus Missouri. Yeah, man, I, maybe for him, he kind of sees the writing on the wall. I mean, maybe he, he's like, I don't want to be a part of this, yeah. uh, this, this, what's going on right now and get out there and get hurt again or, you know, just not have success. Maybe, maybe he kind of sees the writing on the wall from a team perspective more than anything else and says, hey, I'll give it another year, get healthy, 
come back and hopefully we'll have all the pieces in, in place and what we got to do. Um, you know, that, that may have gone into his thinking or it just may just be that he doesn't feel like he can perform at the level he wants to, to be competitive and, uh, to take the medical redshirt, not, not a bad thing to do. It gives you an extra year and it gives you time to recover. And, you know, that we've talked about that about Harrison. I mean, that's what he's doing at UAB. Um, you know, had a great spring and then ended up tearing his, uh, labrum. Uh, he decided then that the, even the doctors and the, they, everybody said, Hey, the best thing to do is get the surgery. And, uh, he did. And, you know, had to sit out for six, seven months. Uh, and we'll, you know, we'll come back hopefully stronger than ever and better than ever and not have to deal with that, the soreness and the things that he had, uh, leading up to that. But, um, yeah, that for Calzada, I mean, I, a lot of people thought he, when he transferred there, they're like, man, this guy's going to compete. He's played well at A&M. He can give them, um, you know, an aspect of quarterback that they don't have a guy that can kind of sit in the pocket, make the throws, do the things that they're not getting done with right now. So, I, I hate that for him in some senses, but at the other, I, I think maybe it may be the best thing that, that for him um, heading into uh, getting another year and having more time to get back and get back healthy in order to play at the level he wants to play at. All right, let's take a quick break. We'll come back and uh, more on this and more on some other SEC matchups coming up this weekend. We talked about Kent State and Georgia, Florida, Tennessee, but uh, we'll talk about that Missouri-Auburn game. Also, Arkansas at A&M, big one, 10 versus number 23. And uh, can Arkansas get it done in Aggieland? We'll see. Coming up on the other side. Stay with us. We're live from ABX. You're listening to The Jay Barker Show, live from the AVX Studios in downtown Birmingham. Tide 100.9. For more coverage of Alabama football, visit us at Tide100.9.com or download the free Tide 100.9 app. The Crimson Tide will not be denied. Has the pandemic affected your business? Even with more and more customers going online in the past five years, online business has grown greatly due to the pandemic. Now more than ever, it's important to have a air with the low at 59. Then very nice weather tomorrow and Saturday. A good supply of sunshine both days. High tomorrow 81, the high Saturday 85. I'm James Spann on the ABC 3340 Weather Center on Tide 100.9. It's 95 degrees in Tuscaloosa. Again, as we uh, continue here on this Thursday edition, Jay Barker Show, Matt Coulter, Lars, back with us next week. And again, tomorrow we'll be out at Highland Park Golf Course and out for the Striker Strong Tournament. Look forward to that. going to be a beautiful day, about 81 high. And, uh, man, it's a ton of that, – that golf tournament is just a ton of fun. If you ever get a chance to play in it, and it's such for a great cause. It's for it started for Striker, and uh, Robbie and, and Lindsay wanted to raise funds for not only uh, young kids, I think 250, I think it is, either in the nation or worldwide, to have – what he has. And, uh, they started it that way. Then he had uh, a brain injury, uh, and ended up, uh, now this tournament raised the money for not just, uh, the, the uh, the, what he was diagnosed with or the brain injuries and also for parents dealing with anybody in any kind of critical condition and dealing with the issues they've dealt with for the last so many years. And this 24, seven, three job for them and any help that they get has always helped them. And they want to reach out and help others that uh, need, whether it be medical equipment or, somebody to help as far as, um, you know, anything, uh, the, the, the littlest of things mean a, a ton, uh, to people when they're going through stuff like that. So, uh, we'll be out there supporting that and trying to raise as much money as we possibly can for striker strong. And, uh, it's gonna be a beautiful day. We'll broadcast live from there tomorrow as well. 
and uh, have a number of guests coming in from former football, basketball, baseball, and uh, probably we had a lot of gymnasts showed up last year as well from our time at Alabama. So we look forward to spending time with them, cutting up Matt and having a great time. It should be beautiful to be out on the terrace outside overlooking Highland Park. So we'll get to see the golfers coming in and uh, watch some of the holes that are played. And it's going to be a fun day. Yeah, and uh, truly, it's a who's who's list of uh, former players, coaches, and athletes. So you can't get a slot, I don't think. You could really beg, borrow, and plead with Robbie Glenn. But just come out and hang out. Drop 20 bucks in the bucket. Just make a contribution to Striker Strong. Um, I have uh, been here in the studio when y'all been doing the show before. But I'm actually going tomorrow. I'm very much looking forward to it, mainly because they got so many vendors that are uh, feeding us. So come see us. At, what is it? The first tee time is what seven? How seven fifty-five. They're going to try to get. They want to get everybody off before okay. at least to their holes by eight o'clock. Shotgun start, and then you know there'll be two teams per hole. It'll be jam packed. Um, it'll be fun as can be. It always is, and um, you know you just see a lot of people out there. At least I had a lot of former players and guys I haven't seen in a while or been a year since I've seen them since the last tournament and then tons of sponsors. And, you know, Robbie's in the building business and uh, he supplies most all the builders throughout the state and around the southeast. And uh, he uh, is able to get those guys involved. And it's I mean, there's like a gift or a prize on every hole that they're giving out stuff. So you walk away with a big bag of stuff that Robbie's given to all the golfers as well as. Uh, all the goodies you get from all the different vendors and, and sponsors and clients that'll be out there, so it'll be a be a good time. Um, we we got some kind of off the field stuff to talk about because uh, you brought this up. We were talking at the break, but uh, give us the what's going on at Utah? Uh, like they're a little bit of a bomb scare. I just don't understand people today. I mean, this is not even funny. A Utah student was arrested yesterday after she allegedly threatened it. Get this detonate a nuclear reactor on campus. She so said, uh, I've got class how, how do you in even that do building, that? and I know how to... <laughs> I, I guess if you're a Utah student, you know how. But um, detonating the nuclear reactor on campus was the quote from... I believe she put it on Twitter. You know, folks, uh, that's terrorism. And you just... I, I, my my thought after a while is maybe this person is has got a chemical medical imbalance because I just don't know anybody in their right mind that would do something like that. And that's my only reasoning in all of this. And actually, I, I don't wish mental illness on anyone, but I kind of hope there is something like that because anybody that would just do this as a joke, well, Jay, they need to be in prison because that's there's nothing funny about that at all, and we'll uh, we'll see what happens. Uh, you know, I, hey, the way things are today, Jay, if you commit a crime, they uh, they book you, they charge you, and then it really doesn't matter what you do because they're going to let you go without bond. Okay, I'm going to do a deep yeah, dive crazy. with the guy with the axe at the McDonald's that was released without bond. So. Anyway, uh, well, you teed me up there now. I'm going to get political on you, Jay. No, I'm not really. But uh, <laughs> a, another story that is, is, in my opinion, kind of on the other end of the spectrum is you mentioned the North Carolina Tar Heels quarterback. Mm -hmm. I remember when his dad played. Drake May. Me too. Yeah. Uh, his, yeah. His dad played in the 80s. But 
Uh, I think his brother may have played for North Carolina basketball. But anyway, he made a remark, and and here it is. Uh, he was talking about playing at Carolina. Because if you're from North Carolina, that's what you want to do. So I didn't want to miss out on that, and obviously the family history, referring to his father, Mark, played with the Tar Heels from 83 to 87, and Bru- and there's Luke, played on a 2017 championship team. But he said, uh, some people may say it's state, as in North Carolina State, but really, people who go state just can't get into Carolina. <laughs> I can't read that without laughing. But I thought it was a funny comment. Like, I mean, and, 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 I thought it was. Yeah, and, and he's joking. Yeah, he's joking around, having fun. And I mean, can you imagine? I mean, all the things that were said during our time, even even that were reported. And I mean, um, oh God, I mean, it's uh, Roger Schultz. I mean, he, he would say something before every game just to make the opponent <laughs> mad or say something bad about the, you know, the other side of the state. And then, you know, uh, before the, I think it was before the national championship game or maybe it was before the um, Tennessee. I think it was, they think it was, I think he said it about Tennessee game. Roger did. And then Antonio talked about it, the national championship game saying, you know, make sure you can write it or make sure you can ca- cash the check you're writing or something like that. Talking about the Miami <laughs> offense and all the comments they had made and coach, Coach didn't like either one of those comments. Uh, they got out in the press, and he talked to him about it, but he didn't make him apologize for it. And, I mean, North Carolina, the coach came out, had a comment. Uh, I, I'm sure the athletic director probably by now. But, I mean, he's just having fun, and you, you do that. You pick at yeah. the school instead, your rivals. Um, you know, and, and I don't know. I, I, mean, I, I would have been hard-pressed for if they would ask me to, to apologize for that comment, even when I was playing. Maybe it's different back then because you don't get all the social media – a hype and all the you know people coming after you and all that type of stuff. Maybe he felt like he needed to do it just for his own sanity. But um, I don't know. Just I mean, live with it. You said it. Just say it. And you're you're kidding exactly. around. You're trying to be funny. Gosh Almighty! I wonder what some of these snowflakes would do if they watched uh, a reel or they they saw Don Rickles live, who just <laughs> flat out offended everybody he possibly could. And if you didn't like it, turn the channel. And and in this case, I actually think. And I'm not there, but I actually think if I was the North Carolina State fan, I'd go, that's pretty darn funny. So we're all so sensitive these days that you got to come out and apologize. I don't think he had to apologize at all. I thought, it was, I thought it was a very, very funny statement. It reminded me of the guy that we had in the studio Tuesday of this week, Jay, Terry mm-hmm. Henley. Back in the yeah. early 70s, he was asked about Alabama and about something that Coach Bryant said or did, and he goes, that old man's crazy. Well, you can't call Coach Bryant crazy, but he did. He didn't apologize. He called him, he called him a cow college, wasn't it? Uh, I think, yeah, is that, that, that's what Coach Bryant said about Auburn, yeah. right? Yes. He said it was cow a cow college. college. Yeah. And, yeah, and yeah. that's your exact guy. You remember that better than I do, and you were four. Uh, well, I've had Terry on uh, so many times, and he tells the story about every time he's yeah. on, so that's why I remember. Because <laughs> it's funny as I'll get out. It's a great um, story. And what? I don't know why anybody would uh, take offense. It, it, no, I mean, it's, it was said, it, said to be funny, joking around, taking a shot at the school across the street pretty much. In North Carolina, you, uh, Duke and, and then North Carolina State pretty much in that, uh, what they call it, the research triangle. I mean, they're only miles apart from each other. 
But um, I, I thought it was great. I, I, I wish that he wouldn't apologize. Hey, another thing kind of happening uh, as well in college football that's kind of you know political or you know whatever. But the University of Massachusetts planning to hold a Pride Day on the same day that the uh, Minutemen uh, host uh, uh, Evangelical College Liberty uh, in a football game. The school made the special announcement Sunday on Twitter in a 30-second video featuring four players standing. Uh oh, community. Showing how to get yeah, tickets for the October eighth uh, game, uh, Liberty, which you know is a Baptist college under founder Jerry Falwell in nineteen seventy one, uh, they're very conservative. Uh, it's an evangelical university in Lynchburg, Virginia. They place restrictions on their students, including as far as their behavior, monitoring behaviors in its male and female only resident halls. That includes sanctions for use of tobacco, alcohol, and drugs, drug code uh, violations, and failure to comply with its entertainment guidelines and statement of sexual uh, sexuality and relationships. The Latter prohibits actually, among other things, romantic displays of affection with a member of the same sex, sex as uh, such as holding hands, kissing, and dating. Uh, the school's got about 130,000 students. Most of those, the vast majority, are online. Uh, but the game at UMass will be the first time a Flames athletic uh, team arrived elsewhere to find their host celebrating diversity. They uh, played at Northwestern in field hockey on September 9th. The Wildcats had set that day as their pride game as well. But uh, yeah, I, I don't know if this is meant to be on purpose and to kind of counter what their beliefs are and what Massachusetts are, but you would think them knowing that liberty is the way that they, what they believe in, that maybe they would take that in, take that uh, to heart, but um, they're pretty much just going to throw it in their face. Well, I can promise you one thing. If UMass was visiting liberty, liberty would do no such thing. Sorry. Uh, this is obviously planned. There is an agenda here. This is my opinion, my opinion alone. But I think this is uh, this is done very purposely uh, to kind of thumb their nose at liberty and uh, and their beliefs. Uh, you know, grow up. Is my uh, Jay, you're going to get me cranked up again. Come on, live and let live. <laughs> have have your your other day uh, on an, on another week. Uh, it's they're they're just trying to stir things up, Jay, when it isn't at all necessary. Well, Liberty is the Flames, so maybe that's where their thinking came from. <laughs> is that that would be the perfect place to uh, to oh, do that? Jay. I don't know. <laughs> <Jay>. <laughs> all right, let's take a quick break. <laughs> we got uh, more to come from us, and then Andrew Bones going to actually join us at one forty-five. Had to push it back. We had has a luncheon, and we'll get with him and talk about Alabama recruiting to finish out hour number two, but. We'll be back. Jay, yes. you're gonna, uh-huh. Jay, you're going to have to apologize for that later. <laughs> no, not going to happen. You're listening to The Jay Barker Show, live from the AVX Studios in downtown Birmingham. One in seven men will face prostate cancer. Nearly 500 new cases are diagnosed every day in the U.S. Traditional treatments can cause erectile dysfunction and urinary incontinence. But now there's a new option, high-intensity focused ultrasound, or HIFU. Men who are really looking for an option that really preserves their urinary and sexual function are great candidates for HIFU treatment. 
preserve your quality of life. Call 866-4-VITURO or visit VITUROHealth.com. Hi, it's Jay Barker for AVX, Audio Video Excellence. They are the premier provider for custom audiovisual design and installation in the Southeast. AVX seeks excellence in everything it does, including a superior employee experience. AVX offers employees an industry-leading salary, insurance benefits, and 401k options. AVX technicians also receive the highest level of certification and continue training, making it one of the most awarded and decorated companies in the industry. Career opportunities are available now for technicians in Birmingham and Santa Rosa Beach, Florida. Join the AVX team by contacting them at avxinc.com. Gary Burley here for Williford Chiropractic and Wellness. As a 10-year National Football League veteran, you can imagine my surprise being diagnosed with cancer and starting chemotherapy treatment back in 2014. I suffered from a lot of pain and offered up prayer during those days as I made it into remission. But I developed neuropathy. Anyone that suffers from this condition knows the pain is excruciating. Nerve numbness and tingling along the tissue that won't heal. I tried everything for relief, folks, until my wife suggested I call Dr. Williford of Williford Chiropractic and wellness. I called at 205-909-7373 and scheduled an appointment. After three treatments, I began experiencing relief that I haven't had in years. If you're suffering from neuropathy, I suggest you reach out to Dr. Williford and his great staff at WilfordChiropracticAndWellness.com. Williford Chiropractic and Wellness. Give them a call at 205-909-7373. Balance your brain. Balance your life. Hi, it's Jay Barker. I want to tell you about my good friends Craig and Keith at Birmingham Broker. Go online at bhambroker.com. That's bhambroker.com or 205-716-1269. Got seven kids, man, and we had to sell a lot of cars. And these guys are looking for a lot of inventory. They helped us with all the hassle. No stress for us. They did the process as far as the sales and everything. Handled it all the way through. White glove type service. You'll love it. Again, it's bhambroker.com. Sell your car through bhambroker.com or 205-716-1269. Hi, it's Jay Barker for Siebel's in downtown Homewood, and now's the time to get your special place ready. Come in and let Siebel's design your porch with Kingsley Bait Outdoor Furniture and one of their custom swinging beds. For the great room, you're going to need their Carson Swivel Recliner. Siebel's is the number one Carson Recliner dealer in the country. It's Sarah and I, we've got one, and we absolutely love it. Be sure also to check out their famous custom-made beds and bunk beds built by Siebel's and made up with some of their best linens in town. Their staff can truly put your bed together like no other store. You can also follow Siebel's and shop on Instagram and Facebook. And be sure to call or go by their special store in downtown Homewood. The number is 800-448-1962. That's 800-448-1962. And just for listening, go to Siebel'sCottage.com and order anything you want and type in Jay Barker for a special discount code. That's Jay Barker for a special discount code available only to our listeners for a limited time on The Jay Barker Show. Siebel's in downtown Homewood or online at Siebel'sCottage.com. It's Antonio Langham here to tell you about the easiest way to buy your tickets to your next high school game. Have you ever had to wait in line to buy a high school ticket or stop to get cash on the way to the game? There has to be a better way. There is. It's called GoFan. Check out GoFan.co the next time you need a ticket for your high school game. GoFan is easy, fast, and completely secure. You can buy tickets directly from your phone and just show the ticket at the gate. Download the GoFan app or visit GoFan.co now. That's C. Letter O. On the floors of Tokyo, I'm down in London town to go go. Oh, with the record selection and the mirror's reflection, I'm a dancing with myself. Oh, when there's no one else. 
Welcome back in. And again, Andrew Bone's going to join us here in about 10 minutes and uh, get a chance to catch up with him on some big recruiting uh, news for the Crimson Tide and uh, also kind of where they are. They, the numbers are continuing to grow. I think they're, what, 23, 24 commits now uh, for Alabama, but they got two big ones out of the uh, state of Texas. And, you know, you, you go out there and you play and you play Texas. They play you tough and not Alabama's best game in the last couple of years by far as far as the penalties. A lot of the mental mistakes, they still came out of there with a big win uh, over the Longhorns. But, um, you know, we, we talked to Andrew about that at the time and said, you know, how important it is for Sark to get some of these guys to stay in state, Matt, and uh, to be able to play a, a game where just not get blown out. That was kind of the, everybody thought they'd win by 20 points. They didn't. They barely won by one. And, um, you know, th- that showing still, uh, again, shows you just how good my coach Saban is. But the guys that he brings in to coach on his coaching staff have to be great recruiters. And uh, once again, they've gone out and gotten two of the top players out of Texas. Uh, and that's that's big uh, for the program and especially uh, Jalen uh, that they've got coming in at the wide receiver position um, looks to be a phenomenal player. Just watching some of his videos, some of his highlights from last year and then also the numbers he's putting up so far this year have been outstanding. You know, it says a lot about Nick Saban, uh, you know, the near miss in Austin aside, whatever. He can go right into Texas's and Texas A&M's backyard and pull two of the best recruits right out from under them. Uh, Longview and Tyler are like, what, 30 miles apart? And mm-hmm. Alabama's recruiters are – don't you think that they ever once in a while, they're just in their board – they're in one of their coaches' meetings talking about recruiting. One of them just goes, dang it, how does he keep doing this to us? Because he doesn't just do it to Texas. Texas, he does it to Florida. Good good grief, Jay. How many great players has uh, Alabama gotten in the saving era out of California? Um, no place is untouchable when it comes to Nick Saban and recruiting. And uh, I'm interested to see what Andrew has to say about these two young men that have just committed over the last, uh, well, week. Yeah, no doubt about it. And, you know, I think the biggest thing is now with, you know, knowing the film and the huddle type high- highlights they're able to get from these kids and, from their coach is so much different than having to mail it across the country or to really see a kid play in person to get there, you know, a lot easier, but they got so many great contacts out there. Now, a lot of these guys that come in and coach, uh, and I mean, you know, Sark was able to, to get uh, Bryce, um, you know, he, I, I can't remember if he had much to do with Tua coming from Hawaii, but really it's the Alabama brand is, is coach Saban is, you know, now in Mexico, as we talked to uh, uh, yesterday and, and yeah. talked about that with Oscar and that, you know, now they're, you know, it's, it's, it's really become not just a national brand, an international brand. And uh, he's had so much to do with that over the last 15 years and winning six national titles. These these players, they look at the NFL, see 58 guys with Alabama, um, you know, when they announced them on uh, uh, right when the game starts. And, you know, University of Alabama, University of Alabama, and you hear that a number of times. And uh, we talked about only a couple of teams don't even have an Alabama player on them. Uh, so it's, you know, I, I think that's, the biggest reason why Alabama's done so well. And the other thing, the camps, I mean, you know, the guys they bring in and 
guys that are able to come in a lot differently. They come in the summer for official visits. We never could do that. Uh, it's just changed up so much, and they're able to really see guys in person. At, you know, when they get them on campus, uh, they also get you know the seven on sevens and all the things that these guys do now. Uh, they get them the type of exposure that now you know you can recruit on on a national level. And uh, Coach Saban has been the best at it uh, than really anybody out there besides now Kirby at Georgia. I mean, he's doing a fantastic job over there bringing uh, really great athletes and players that fit the system and what they want to do. But, um, hey, tonight we got uh, Thursday Night Football, West Virginia at Virginia Tech, Coastal Carolina at Georgia State, and then Chattanooga at Illinois. Any of those three games pique your interest? Uh, Yeah, I'll watch them. I'll I'll have them on. But, uh We'll see how, how it goes. Um, who is your NFL team? Is it the Packers? It's the Patriots. Oh, you know, I guess I've asked you that before. It's actually Tampa um, now, but uh, <laughs> I, 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 but I still pull I, for the pay. I, I when, I, when I met Bob Kraft for the first time when I got there, when you know Bill Parcells was my coach, um, and a lot of those guys kind of stayed around and, and were there even when Belichick came back and got the job. Belichick was our defensive coordinator. But I met Robert Kraft at that time, and just the guy was unbelievable. Uh, just a superhuman being, did so much in the community. Uh, the, all the players loved him. And the biggest thing that's different about him than you got, like with a guy like Jerry Jones, is he just gets out of the way. He hires the right people, lets his coaches then hire who they need to hire in order to be successful. And, um, you know, it didn't hurt that he had probably the greatest of all time. And Tom Brady had a quarterback for so many years, winning all those championships. But, um, yeah, that's when I when I got there, and then after that, when I came back, even before Brady got there, I was pulling for Drew Bledsoe at that time, even at the time when when Tom came in. But I thought it was such a great story, and for him to go on and win a Super Bowl the way that he did, and when he went to Tampa, I never thought I'd ever be a Bucks fan, but I actually become a Bucks fan over the last two years, watching him and his comeback and all that. Want to see him be successful? Yeah. Oh, I have uh, always liked the Packers. I understand your love for the Pats. And uh, I don't know if I ever heard you talk about Kraft before. Um, but your comparison to Jones, I mean, you're talking about one guy that likes to medal and the other one li- just likes to win. So, but, and that's but why the that Cowboys have struggled. And what, I, I don't think there's any question about it. And he will go in and he will throw huge amounts of money at people. And then uh, that's enough. I want to go a, a direction real quickly on the Patriots. Um, is Belichick going to retire soon? It's so much in his blood. He's like Coach Saban. I mean, I think they don't know what to do yeah. afterwards. I mean, he's not going to be a commentator. I mean, everybody's talking about Coach Saban doing that, which I think he has more of the personality that could do it. Um, but Belichick loves football. He loves breaking down film. I spent a lot of time with him when I was there. Really, I mean, I, I wish, honestly, I mean, I love playing for Bill Parcells. One of the you know, great coaches that coached in the NFL and you know, Hall of Fame guy, uh, championships at uh, the Giants, and you know coached at the Patriots, the Dallas, um, t- tremendous guy. He, he treated me very well. But Belichick and I, I spent every Tuesday on our off day, I'd go in and sit with him to get prepared for to run scout team and to give him the best look possible. And um, he was so encouraging. Like he's so different away from the camera. He loves uh, like Bon Jovi and rock music and you know just you know there's so many things about him that he shared a little bit of those things at times but if you really i mean he's funny he's dry humor but really funny um 
yeah, he, he was – I knew at that time, I'm like, this guy's special, and he, he understands both sides of the football. He'll be a head coach in no time. And uh, look at the success he's had, no doubt about it. Matt, I know you got to take off. we got Andrew Bone coming up, but yeah, I'll see you. you tomorrow at Highland Park Golf Course. We'll be out there broadcasting live. It should be a great day. Thank you, Jay. Thank you, Josh. Thank you, Joe. Everybody at Tide, appreciate it. See you in the morning. All right, Matt Coulter. Uh, we'll be back. Andrew Bowen going to join us. Bama Insider on three. We'll talk about Alabama's latest commits and much more. Stay with us. You're listening to The Jay Barker Show, live from the AVX Studios in downtown Birmingham. It's the Tuscaloosa Community Calendar, powered by Pepsi. The Literacy Council of West Alabama serves nine counties by getting books into the hands of children and adults. Here with the low at 59, then very nice weather tomorrow and Saturday. A good supply of sunshine both days. The high tomorrow, 81. The high Saturday, 85. I'm James Spann on the ABC 3340 Weather Center on Tide 100.9. It's 95 degrees in Tuscaloosa. Get right to him, Andrew Bone joining us, and that's at Andrew, the letter J Bone on his Twitter account. If you want to follow him, at Andrew J Bone. Also, a book he's got out is great. It's called The Road to Bama: An Incredible Twist and Improbable Turns Along the Alabama Crimson Tide Recruiting Trail, and a great book talking about how guys got to Alabama and uh, where they came from, and really highlights a lot of the uh, players dating back a while back, way past uh, even me. But uh, Andrew Bone joining us now. We'd love to get him on, our recruiting analyst. Andrew, how are you doing today, my man? Hey, doing good, Jay. How are you? Man, doing well. Hey, first first of all, kind of uh, where are we at right now as far as in recruiting, in the recruiting season? Because we have the early signing period coming up. Uh, you have, you know, February guys. I mean, how, how many guys do you think right now will sign uh, early before we get to the uh, the, the, the latest uh, two guys out of Texas? But just kind of what the recruiting process is right now for the coaches and yeah, uh, 2023. Looking ahead to 2024, just kind of run that, run down that for us. Yeah, I mean, you know, right now we're pretty much, you know, obviously in the season. So there's a lot of uh, coaches going on the road, uh, evaluating kids on you know, Friday night. Uh, you know, uh, sometimes it's a little tough to do with uh, with away games and stuff. But you know, we saw uh, Holman Wiggins and Freddie Roach uh, out in Texas uh, a couple weekends ago. They went and saw uh, Jordan Renaud and Jalen Hill play against each other. Of course, both of those kids committed to Alabama this week. But, you know, we're seeing a lot of kids take visits, you know, whether that's official visits or game day visits, try to go to as many, uh, you know, as many games as they possibly can, try to take as many officials as they can, which a lot of times we'll see officials happen after the season, but we're seeing more, you know, in-season officials, uh, you know, really more than ever. I mean, we, we saw a lot during the summer, but, you know, we, we're starting to see a lot during the uh, during the season because it's always difficult for, for kids to – schedule officials let's say once their season ends there may be a week or two that you can go and you know take your official visits uh before that early signing period so it makes things a little bit more challenging and uh you know with some programs uh you know usually like alabama and georgia uh those those are some programs that are uh, usually in the sec championship games that eliminates a week that they can bring uh kids in for official visits so they you know most of those you know a lot of those programs that are playing in uh, conference championship games. Uh, they really only have one uh, one weekend before the early signing period to bring 
uh, bring recruits in for officials. So that's why I think we see more during the season now uh, than ever before. But Alabama currently sitting with 23 commitments uh, in this 2023 uh, recruiting class, which is still kind of mind-blowing considering uh, where they were uh, just a few months ago um, with the numbers. But number one recruiting class in the country uh, picked up two very big uh, players, excuse me, two very big recruits in the state of Texas uh, this week with Jordan Renault. Uh, defensive end out of uh, out of Tyler, Texas, originally from Florida, uh, Palmetto, Florida, uh, down uh, Miami, but he ends up moving to Texas a couple of years ago. So a lot of people see him now as a uh, as a Texas kid, but uh, but he still he still has those uh, those South Florida roots. But uh, you know had a really close uh, connection with the Alabama coaching staff. His former teammate Jamarion Miller is a freshman running back at Alabama, so there was a really you know strong connection there. So big pickup for Alabama and Jordan Renault on Monday, and then yesterday, you know, probably, you know, I wouldn't say surprising because you know we felt like going into the decision that Jalen Hill was going to announce for Alabama, but for Alabama to go into Texas and you know take someone that Texas seemed extremely confident uh, in landing over the last several months, uh, I think that says a lot uh, about this coaching staff's ability and their ability to go into uh, you know into the state of Texas and recruit top uh, in talent. And, you know, we, we've seen that already this year with Alabama going into, into Georgia and landing the top two recruits in the state of Georgia after Georgia wins the national championship. Now we're seeing them go into Texas and land uh, some elite players, especially with you know, everything that's going on with Texas and Sark and that program seems like they're on the rise. You know, Texas A&M obviously coming off a, uh, a number one recruiting class last uh, last year, but uh, you know Alabama's not backing down. They're not scared of anybody, and they're still Alabama. So we were continuing to see them uh, have success on the recruiting trail. Uh, you know, not just in the southeast, but you know throughout the entire country. Yeah, and as you brought up, and and, and first of all, uh, Jalen's have been good at Alabama. Uh, Jalen Hurts, uh, Jalen Waddle, <laughs> now now uh, Jalen Hill stepping in as a uh, wide receiver, top 100 wide receiver that is as well in recruiting uh, analyst, uh, but. You think about Arch Manning going to Texas and then still being able to go into Texas and get a top receiver out of there um, says a lot uh, for you know guys like Holman uh, Wiggins that goes out there and recruits a kid and is able to get him to come to Alabama and leave a state, especially when you got a guy like Arch Manning coming. Uh, there's no doubt about it. I mean, you know, yeah, I would say probably around mid-July, um, you know, even Jalen was. Uh, I was saying we, uh, as far as uh, you know, talking about Texas. I mean, you know, he was pretty much a done deal to Texas. But you know, Holman Wiggins did just a tremendous job recruiting him. And I think when Jalen came to Tuscaloosa in late July, spent a lot of time with Coach Wiggins. But Coach Wiggins also got him on the phone uh, on Facetime uh, with Jameson Williams during that visit, and they you know, they kind of hit it off. They remained in contact. Uh, Jalen really, you know, talked about everything that. Uh, the Alabama football program was able to do for him, uh, you know, from going from a uh, you know the number three or number four wide receiver at Ohio State uh, to the number twelve overall draft pick uh, this past spring, and you know they continued that relationship. Uh, Jamo was in Tuscaloosa uh, that first home game for Utah State, and that was the weekend that Jalen Hill took his official visit. So they spent a lot of time together, built a really uh, strong bond with each other, and 
obviously that's not going to make uh, you know somebody want to commit. But the fact that you know he was able to talk to a former player who had a lot of success in Tuscaloosa was a first round draft pick. Uh, you know, I think that you know that certainly helped Alabama's chances with him. Yeah, and Andrew Bone again, our guest, uh, joining us from Bama. Uh, insider on three media and it's amazing because one of his comments and we've heard this from other guys um i want to go to wide receiver you i mean you never could have said that in the 80s the 90s the 2000s <laughs> and until 2007 when julia jones really the first marquee receiver for alabama but it has become that yeah i mean there's no doubt i mean yeah, you, you can look at pretty much any position uh though and, and you see the amount of players that are in the nfl uh but you know, Alabama's always had some great players uh, in the NFL at, at several other positions, but it was never really, you know, there was a wide receiver here and there that might, you know, might get drafted. But, uh, you know, as far as the consistency at the position, you know, once Alabama really started opening up that offense, obviously, you know, Julio Jones and the Mari Coopers of the world, uh, you know, they helped really, uh, you know, trailblaze that for Alabama and uh, you know they continue to recruit at a high level every single year you know it's not just one or two elite wide receivers they're able to land three or four you look at last year's recruiting class I mean they signed yeah I think it was five top 100 wide receivers in last year's class um that was pretty spectacular so you, you never really know how the next year is going to go after you sign that many top end guys you know now they have the number one junior college college player in the country in Malik Benson four-star receiver in Cole Adams, and then go out into the state of Texas uh, and get a, you know, a priority target for the Texas Longhorns. I think that's, uh, you know, that says a lot Mm -hmm. about Alabama's recruiting ability, but also, you know, recruits noticing the development at the position every single year um, because, you know, you face it, let's face it, there's a, there's typically a first round draft pick at the wide receiver position. Uh, you know, if not every year, it's all—it's almost every other year. Yeah, I think that certainly speaks volumes to these recruits. Talking with Andrew Bone, Bam Insider on Three Media, talking recruiting or recruiting analyst. Um, but got about a minute left. But uh, just give us what's the number Alabama will get to as far as commitments, and what are they looking for? Any other positions they want to get? I think the biggest priorities right now remains on the defensive line. I think linebacker and also cornerback if they can get one more cornerback in the class they're gonna be happy but uh you know right now you're know, still looking at um trying to sign at least one more there you know linebacker wise i think they could you know easily add two to three more there's certainly some guys that you know, they really want including uh keon keely uh five-star edge rusher out of uh, uh out of uh, tampa and then quay russo uh, out of montgomery those are two you know top end guys for them arian carter uh, out of Smyrna, Tennessee, just received an offer on Saturday from Coach Saban, and you know we've seen his uh, his recruitment really blow up over the course of the last few days with you know, a lot of other offers. Um, you know, defensive line is still a uh, top priority. James Smith, five-star D lineman out of uh, Carver and Montgomery, and you know David Hobbs, who's another five-star out of North Carolina. There's a lot of guys that they're still going after. They have 23 commitments. I think they can easily end yep. up getting 30. Andrew, always great stuff, my man. We got to run. Thank you so much. We appreciate your time. Thanks, Jay. Have a good one. Bye. All right, man. At Andrew Bone. That's at Andrew J. Bone, the letter J. And we appreciate you listening today on this Thursday edition. Coming up tomorrow, we'll be live from Highland Park Golf Course for the Striker Strong Tournament. So we'll be out there with a bunch of former players, baseball, basketball, football, and even some gymnasts will be out there as well. Have a great Thursday. Thanks to all of our producers, everybody making it happen. 
Hi, this is Wes McClooney, owner of the New Balance Birmingham store. Achieving your personal best often comes down to how you feel. And when it comes to the right shoes, nothing feels better than New Balance. 